Hey there, welcome to the Seeking After Him podcast, a podcast all about getting to know Jesus through the testimony of his word and through other Christians. Pull up a seat and make sure you're cozy as we dive into today's episode. Without further ado, here's your host, Abby. Hey everybody and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Abby and I am pumped that you are here tuning into another episode with me today. I'm not going to lie, I really missed you guys. I feel like I haven't been on the podcast in a little bit, but I hope you enjoyed the past two testimonies that were shared on the podcast um, with Mr. Digman, otherwise known as Anthony Digman, and um, Kyle Palmer. They shared some pretty radical testimonies, and man, it's just hard to follow up after <laughs> those awesome testimonies that God has used. But I am here because I really felt like God put this message on my heart to share. And let me tell you, I am not one to really um, probably think of this message. And so that's why it makes it even more of a point, I guess, this is for someone to hear. And so I just hope that your ears are open to it and um, God can speak to you in such a tangible way. And what I mean by that is um, before coming out to the podcast, I always pray like, God, okay, show me something that you want me to touch on or speak on or have somebody else speak on. And I really felt like he... Um, just put this urgency in my heart to get alone with him and and just really be open to hearing what he has to say. And so when I came into my alone time space with him, um, I felt like he really brought me to Jeremiah chapter 18. And mind you, this is a chapter that I probably have never really truly read before. And so when I came to this section, um, I was kind of, I read the title of it and it's um, called At the Potter's House. And immediately I thought of an artist, like a pottery, like a, uh, an artist who's molding pottery. And I thought, whoa, this is a really cool analogy. And um, I don't know about you, but I feel like God really speaks to me um, through analogies. I'm a very visual person, and I really feel like God paints a lot of pictures for me, uses analogies to connect the dots. Um, that's just something. That's a, just a way that I feel like really God speaks to me. And so when I came into this section um, and I saw that it was titled At the Potter's House, I really was like, whoa, okay, God, this is like a really cool analogy that I feel like you're going to unpack for me. And he very much did. And so I'm going to be really speaking into Jeremiah 18, um, Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 4. And I'm going to read them real quick. And then I'm going to kind of unpack kind of the things that I felt like God was revealing to me. Um, in this space. And so chapter 18, verse one through four reads, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. And for those of you who do not know, Jeremiah was a prophet in the Old Testament. And so the Bible split into two two sections. You have the Old Testament, and this is pretty much everything um, from the beginning of creation um, up into the point of Jesus' birth. And then um, the New Testament is all about Jesus' birth to the church now. And so that's kind of the separation in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so Jeremiah was considered a major prophet in the Old Testament time era. And so it says, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hand. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. And so when I read that section, um, I immediately thought of this analogy of, of the potter being able to mold um, this, this clay. 
and I and I could see the Potter sitting at. Um, I'm not going to be very good with terminology, but I could see him sitting at um, his position on the wheel where where the, the clay is spinning in his hands, and he has control of how fast um, that wheel, um, that plate spins, and he has control of what that shape, that clay is going to be molded into. He has control over the, the texture of the consistency of the clay. Um, so the potter is really in control, but the, the key point is, is the clay and I felt like God was showing me that he is the one that is the potter God is the potter who has control over how fast the plate spins over what the clay is molded into the consistency of it and and the design of it but we are like the clay we are the clay that is um, on that table um, and is being able to be molded into his hands and so as I as I sat there I was like whoa God that's a really cool analogy that you that you are the one that shapes us and designs us and has a purpose for us and and then I felt like he was saying um you know think about the process of of what a potter has to do in order to create you know from the beginning to the end product and so as I was thinking about this I really felt like he gave it into like these five steps and so you know, the first step, you know, the artist has to go through is that he has to find um, clay that is moldable. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, you have clay that's too hard and it, and it wouldn't be able to be sculpted anything into anything. And then you have clay that is too um, soft that even if you molded it, it's too, it's too wet. And so it just slips out of your hands. So you have to have clay that's that is able to be molded into something. So once the the potter finds that clay, he's able um he or she is able to like mold mold it and that's like where the like the fun designs begin to play. And so the then their creation really begins to take form on on their potter's wheel. And then after it's molded into the into the space that they want it to be, then then the potter takes that um specific design and he puts it in into the furnace and that and that furnace is able to heat it into and that heat um what that does it basically bakes it and it's and it's strengthened and it's firmed and it's a solid set foundation and so once once that pottery goes through that that fire in the furnace the potter comes back and takes it out and is able to finish its final details of the design but it's not done there i really felt like god said that there's an important part that it wasn't done there because that piece of clay that was then designed into something else was able to be used um for a design and direct purpose that after that point of its creation and it's and it's process of going through that god was or the potter was then able to use that piece of of artwork of pottery to be able to um you know use it as a cup to drink to use it as a vessel to contain water to use it as a plate for food um to use it as decoration as something pleasing to look at and so there's just different designs for different there's different uses for the different designs of pottery and i found that to be so fascinating in the terms of of thinking of it in a spiritual sense that that god is the potter and we as humans are like his clay we are formed 
um, into a purpose and design. And we're taken through this process of becoming this, this vessel that God can use for his purpose, his glory, and his um, liking. And so as he was unpacking this, I thought this was such a cool analogy. And so I want to dive into it a little bit more um, step by step as he was bringing me to different scripture. And I just think this is so cool. So hang with me. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning that God can mold us into what he wants us to be. And we have to be open to the heart transformation that's going to take place. So going back to the example of when the potter goes to find the clay, it's the same concept. God um, God only uses those who are open to being used. And so we have to make sure that we as clay are being um, that consistency that's not too firm. We're not hardened in our hearts, but we're softened enough that that is able to be transformed into the things that God is wanting us to. So we have to be open to this, hearing the things that God wants us to hear and seeing the things that God wants us to see. So we can't have hardened hearts, but we have to have softened hearts. And, and the thing is, that's so cool is God chooses that clay. And so in Deuteronomy 14, 2, I'm going to open it there one second. So in Deuteronomy 14, 2, it tells us, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. Out of all the peoples on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. And that just paints a beautiful picture in connection with God choosing, the potter choosing his clay. God chooses you to be that vessel, to be the start of being that vessel. And we have to be willing to go through the process. And the process really looks like sanctification. Um, And sanctification is basically just a fancy church word for saying that we are becoming more like Jesus. And so it's turning away from the things of the world and becoming more of, you know, um, showing the fruit of the spirit like joy, peace, happiness, forbearance, um, and things like that. It's, It's really becoming more and more like Jesus. And so, and, but that's a process. And as you think of like a potter molding his clay, you'll find that as the potter keeps molding it, it tends to dry out. Um, The clay tends to dry out, but, but the potter is skilled enough to know that if it's too dry, the, the clay will crack and he'll have to restart. And so what he does to present, prevents that from getting it to the point, he adds water to it. And, and we find that in scripture all the time that God, um, one, calls us to soften our heart. But two, God tells us that we should crave him like food and water. That God is the, his word is the living water that we should thirst for it. And so like dry clay sitting on a potter's wheel being molded, we should almost cry out to God for more water so he can give us the more water to be to be formed into the things that he wants us to. So we're not cracked in the process, but He he's continuously molding us um, and, and giving us water to keep us healthy in that process. So the other cool thing about the process of of the artist molding the or the potter molding the clay into what he wants it to be is before he even starts to choose the clay, the artist knows in his head what that design is going to be. And the same thing is with God. Before you were born, God had a purpose for you. There's a timing and a place for why you are here today. And so I feel like God is saying that um, he has the design already in mind before even starting the work. And so as you're going through the work, um, there's this process 
that God has, that he is forming us into that design. And then once that design is complete, Um, completed in his eyes he says you are very good and you can see that back in genesis where god sits back and he says to his creation about uh, man and woman he sits back and he says and now that is very good and so once you are at that point i feel like uh, the other process is the artist picks the potter picks up that clay and he puts it in the furnace and i think that's such a tangible way of life that god picks us up um, in the middle of this process of, of being formed into the vessel that he wants us, and he tests us by putting us in the fire. And, and the furnace um, is able to strengthen us. It's able to harden us. It's able to test us. That um, And the beautiful thing about all of that is it's the same way that God brings us through trials in life. And so that it's not because God is punishing us that we might be going through a trial. It's because God is testing us and strengthening us to be able to um, be the vessel that he wants us to be. We can't use um, clay that is not baked as of as a source of holding water because the water would just seep through and it wouldn't hold um into the cup we have to bake the clay in order for that to be almost a waterproof vessel to be able to hold the water to be able to drink from and so that's the same thing with us god has to put us through those trials in order to strengthen us to grow and to be able to become the vessel that he wants us to be and use so there's purpose in the pain because it makes us stronger and if we think about this if we go to john 16 um John chapter 16, verse 33. Let me pull it up here real quick. John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33 says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. God's saying that this world isn't going to be easy. And actually, when you think about it in a potter sense, um, sometimes it goes through its first round of baking, and then um, the potter will paint and use different glazes and then it will go back into the furnace and so it's all about like God puts us through the furnace a couple of times and it's not to say that you have any less um, or God is mad at you um, more than the other person it's just this is the plan that God has for you that you are walking through trial and the thing is God knows your strength he knows that you have the strength to go through the furnace and so that is why He chooses some of us to go through hard things because he knows that we can bear it. And that is a blessing that God has the confidence in us to go through it. So then after the furnace and once the the piece of pottery is complete, um, it, it is not done. It doesn't just sit on a shelf. It is used for a purpose. And so, but the beautiful thing about pottery is it all has different purposes. And so when you read Romans 8, 28, you can think of it the same way as what God created us to be. And so in Romans 8, 28, um, God tells us that, and, and he says this in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For God, for those God foreknew, He also predestined to become to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And so, when you think about it, God predestined you. He has a purpose. He has a plan for you, and that should give us hope 
an encouragement that he's not done yet. God is not done working in you yet. Even if you've been through all of those processes and you think to yourself, well, now what? It's like, well, God's going to use you. That's now what? You have the ability to disciple and discern and to be able to pour out into other people just like a like a cup of, of water is able to be filled. You're able to pour out and be able to be refilled and reused for God's glory and purpose. God longs to teach us and guide us. And if you're in a spot where you find yourself craving to have a purpose, then look to the creator. He wants to share with you his design for your life. All you need to do is ask God to come into your life. Surrender the things that are holding you back and step into the calling Jesus has for you. God never said it would be easy, but he did promise that he'll be with you through it. So my challenge for you is a couple of things. One, are you allowing God to mold your life? Are you allowing God to mold your life? And two, what's making your life run dry? Are you being like clay where where it's running dry and, it, and it's on the verge of cracking? What's making your life run dry right now? And in those areas, is it possible to ask God to give you water? Ask God to give you water in those areas so that you will not crack. God already knows the areas in your life that need that water. He just wants us to ask. He, we're, like, we're like children and parents. Parents know the things that, that the kids need, but sometimes when, when the kids ask, it's almost like pleasing to their heart to hear them ask and need for help. And then my other challenge for you is, is if you answered yes in any of those areas, um, get an accountability partner. Ask someone to pray about it first. Pray for repentance and ask God to come into your life, but then ask God to give you an accountability partner, someone who can come into your life and really just help you in those areas. And so with all of that being said, I want to raise an opportunity for you. I am so excited that I am going to be, I really felt like God put this on my heart to open up um, an online Bible study. And so I really want this to be an area where people who are lacking accountability or looking for the community are are able to come on um, to an online platform where we meet once a week um, and are able to dive into the word and study um, the Bible together. And so it doesn't matter what area you're at, if this is new for you or if you've if you've been on this journey with God for a long time. I really just want this to be a community where people can come and ask questions and dive deeper and encourage one another and um, really just pour into each other's life in such a prayerful way. And so I am excited that I am going to be um, opening this opportunity for, for those who want to join. And so keep an eye out on the Facebook and Instagram pages as well as my personal page. I will be posting things about it too. I will probably link something in the show notes that you will be able to sign up. And if you are interested in this, if this is something that you feel like you have been um, lacking and craving, um, I'm excited that to have you join this group. It's going to be awesome, and I'm so excited to see what God is going to be doing through this. And just know that if you feel this tugging on your heart, it's probably God saying, join. What do you have to lose? And so with all that being said, I just want to close out in prayer and just thank you again for tuning in. So, Lord, Father, thank you for choosing us to be your vessels. 
Thank you for creating us with divine purpose. When life runs us dry, you give us water, Lord. When we step out of alignment, you mold us back into place. Thank you for putting us in the fire to test us and to strengthen us. You are a promise keeper, Lord, and you help us. And so help us to remain in your strength. Help us to remain in your steady hands and open our eyes to see your plan and purpose for our lives. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. All right, everyone. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Until then, have a blessed day and keep an eye out for that link to sign up if you are interested in joining the online Bible study. Okay, see y'all later. You just finished another episode of the Seeking After Him podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug and a high five for making it this far. If you are interested in checking out more information or staying in touch throughout the week, you can head on over to the Seeking After Him social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook at Seeking After Him Podcast. I can't wait to chat again next week, friend. See you soon.